Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? It's been a long night. I'm still in my Alvin costume, but I'm not going to be missing an upload. So in today's video, I'm going to be going through the top waiver wire targets going into week nine of the NFL season. So five players at every single position that you guys should be keeping your eyes on. And these are players who are going to be available in 50% or more leagues. And I'm using ESPN's, you know, waiver wire to track those numbers. If you guys are watching this and you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Then you guys can ask me any questions down below and I'll be responding to every single person. But let's get right into the running backs. And I'm gonna start it off with this Eagles duo. We have Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Scott is owned in 4.5% of leagues. Jordan Howard owned in 0.7% of leagues. Right now with Miles Sanders out, it looks like these two are going to be the one and two. We saw Boston Scott carry the ball 12 times for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Jordan Howard also with 12 carries for 57 yards and two touchdowns. So almost identical stat lines. Honestly, the usage of both of these guys just shocked me. I don't understand how Kenneth Gainwell, you know, basically got no work with the number ones. I think he ended up having more carries than both Scott and Howard with 13, but they were just all in garbage time, terribly inefficient because the Lions know that's what they're doing. Pretty crazy to me when Gainwell's the number two all year, but whatever, they kind of showed their cards. I would rather have Boston Scott of the two, but it looks like those two are going to be the leading backs moving forward for as long as Sanders is out. Then we have Latavius Murray owned in 31% of leagues, Ravens on by this week, but when he's healthy, he is likely the number one running back for the Ravens, even though it is a major committee. Then we have Ty Johnson here owned in 4.9% of leagues, and he's clearly behind Carter in that backfield. Michael Carter is definitely emerging as the running back one, but Ty Johnson is still going to get touches, and he has just seen a huge role in the receiving game with White at quarterback. Week seven, Zach Wilson went out. He recorded six receptions for 65 yards. Week eight, five receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. You know, do I feel great throwing him into my lineup? Definitely not, but if you're in a pinch, he could be someone who has that receiving upside. Then the last two players here are just handcuffs. Alexander Madison owned in 40.5% of leagues and Mark Ingram owned in 70.2. You're just looking at solid handcuffs for league running backs here. Obviously Madison for Delvin Cook and then Mark Ingram for Alvin Kamara. But let's move on to the wide receivers. And every single week, we're gonna be going through two Cardinals wide receivers. Christian Kirk owned in 39.4% of leagues averaging 13.1 points per game, and then A.J. Green owned in 38.1% of leagues, averaging 11.6. If Kyler's actually out for, you know, one to three weeks is the time span, if it's looking more like three weeks, then these guys don't have a ton of value because you're not going to trust them, you know, with the Cardinals backup quarterback in. But if Kyler can make a speedy recovery, I still think these guys are solid plays in your lineup on a week-to-week basis. You know, maybe with bye weeks, you need a flex. One of these guys could definitely slot in. Then we have Rashad Bateman, owned in just under 20% of leagues. He has seen six targets in both of his starts this season. He's only played in two games, and he was my wide receiver too from this rookie class, so I definitely like the player, and I'm just waiting to see more from him this season. Then the fourth guy here is Jamison Crowder, owned in 18.7% of leagues. He went out this week with eight receptions and 84 yards, and I do think he's a solid flex play if Corey Davis is out. So maybe Corey Davis misses next week. I think Crowder would be a decent play in your lineup. And then the fifth and final player here 
is Brandon Ayuk, owning 46.4% of leagues. And honestly, I feel like an idiot even putting him on this list because he has just been absolutely abysmal. But he did see, you know, his highest target number here in week eight with seven targets. You know, he didn't put up any crazy numbers. And if this was just a standard player, they would not even be on my radar. But the thing with Brandon Ayuk is that we saw how talented he was last season. So everyone is always going to be chasing that potential. You know, maybe you're a winning team. You have a slot on your lineup. You don't need someone who can play next week. Brandon Ayuk probably has some high upside in terms of waiver wire wide receivers, but I've been burned by him a ton. So I totally understand if you do not want to go after him. Then we've got some quarterbacks here, starting off with Daniel Jones, owned in just under 50% of leagues, and he is going to play tonight on Monday Night Football. So I don't know how he's going to play. You know, if he goes out and looks terrible against that Chiefs defense, obviously not someone you probably want to be picking up. But I do think when all of his wide receivers are healthy, or even like three out of the top four, I think he's a fringe top 12 quarterback. So not the worst guy to have on your roster. Next up, it's Carson Wentz, owned in 31.7% of leagues. And he's honestly just been an incredibly reliable option this season. He has scored 17 or more points in seven out of his eight games. That is just great consistency. So he's someone who's really nice. You can plug into your lineup. Maybe your starting quarterback is on by, or maybe your guy went down with injury. He's someone who could come in. He may not give you that huge ceiling and win you a week, but he's probably just going to give you a pretty set number of points. Next, it is going to be Tua, who is owned in just under 40% of leagues. And honestly, in his four full games, he's averaging 19.8 points. That's very solid for the quarterback position. Plus, he matches up against the Houston Texans next week, which is just a juicy, juicy matchup. Then I've got Justin Fields here, who is owned in 18% of leagues. He really had a breakout game here in week eight. We finally saw the upside he had on the ground. You know, coming into this season, I thought he was a guy who could have that kind of Trey Lance type of work where he doesn't even have to play well to put up solid fantasy production. The problem is he hasn't played well and he's had zero rushing upside. We did finally see that 10 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he made like a 20 plus touchdown run just out of nowhere, evading the entire defense and getting into the end zone. So we know the talent is there. I don't trust him in my lineups to be honest, but looking at the waiver wire quarterbacks, there's just not a lot of solid options. And you can see that here with the final guy, Trevor Lawrence did not play well, played actually very poorly against the Seahawks defense. There's just not a lot of waiver wire quarterbacks. Like I mentioned, there was a lot of guys who have kind of been on this fringe and a lot of them just looked miserable. Guys like Teddy Bridgewater, not miserable, but just didn't put up some points. Sam Darnold got knocked out of the game with a concussion. So I ended up going with Trevor Lawrence because I think he's more of a long-term option, someone who should continue to improve and maybe a potential start you know, later in the season. Now let's move on to the tight end position. And I'm going to start it off here with Pat Fryermuth, owned in 6.2% of leagues. He's someone I had my eye on last week and actually picked him up in one of my bigger leagues with Darren Waller on by. He's had back-to-back games of seven targets this season. And I do think he's a tight end who has starter potential throughout the rest of the season with Juju Smith being out. That opens up some targets for some other positions. Plus Eric Ebron missed this game. We saw Fryermuth play well. So he should just continue to eat into that target share. Then we have a Dan Arnold, another guy I've kind of been watching the last few weeks, owned in 3.6% of leagues. He saw 10 targets this week and was the leading receiver on this Jaguars team in terms of yards. This Jaguars offense is just so confusing to follow. It's hard to watch. 
You had Jamal Agnew lead this team in targets. Top three target receivers, Jamal Agnew, Dan Arnold, and Carlos Hyde. Like, what are you doing? You have Marvin Jones, you have LaVisca. It really makes no sense, but it's going to benefit Dan Arnold, so he is on this list. Then it's Tyler Conklin, who's owned in 17.6% of leagues. He's just a pretty safe option in your lineup. He doesn't have that huge ceiling, but he's going to average, you know, in that 9 to 10 PPR point range. He's a nice guy where if your tight end is on by, you just want someone safe to plug in. He could be that player. This next guy, CJ Ozama, owned in 25.6% of leagues. He is the opposite. He is not consistent, but he has a ceiling that most tight ends can't touch, especially tight ends on the waiver wire. He has two games this season of 24 plus points, so maybe you need a splash in your lineup. He definitely has that potential. And then the fifth tight end here, I actually cheated here because this player is owned in more than 50% of leagues, but it's Logan Thomas and just barely owned in 50.6% of leagues. And it looks like Logan Thomas will be returning semi soon. He's currently week to week. And when he is back in the lineup, he is a very startable tight end. There's not many tight ends you're gonna find on waivers who you would trust in your lineup week after week. Logan Thomas is one of those guys. So if you have a slot on your bench and he's available in your league, I would go look to pick him up. Then we have the defenses to finish this video off. Starting off with the Dolphins, owned in 12% of leagues going up against the Texans. That's just the matchup you attack every single week. Who are the Texans playing? That defense is a solid play. Then it's the Cowboys barely making the cut here, owned in 49.6% of leagues. We saw them play well against the Vikings. They go up against a worst offense next week with the Broncos. So another really solid play. Then we have the Raiders owned in 12.2% of leagues going up against the Giants. Giants have been dealing with a ton of injuries. Offense has not looked great as of late. Then the Bears, owned in just over 25% of leagues, traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers have been collecting those wins, but that offense has also not looked good or consistent. Bears defense is fairly solid, even though it did not look like it on Sunday. And then the fifth and final defense that you guys should look to stream is the Philadelphia Eagles, owned in 15.1% of leagues. They are going up against the Chargers. Honestly, probably the worst matchup on here. Chargers have been struggling as of late, but I still think they're a good offense. This one's definitely something I'm not super confident in, but maybe you're in like a 20-team league and there's not a lot of options available. The Eagles could be one of those teams you look at. But that is going to wrap it up for my top waiver wire targets. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for stopping by and look out later today. I'm going to be talking about my buy low and sell high trade candidates. But that's all I have for you. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.